Mama's been doing a 10-week series on better you. Better you. 10 weeks to purpose, passion, and prosperity. And this is week three, detoxify. This has also become known as cleanse what offends. She's I like been, that. She's been talking about it so much. That's what I remember this week as cleanse what offends. I, I had to think about detoxify because I kind of forgot that word. But cleanse what offends. That's the word that's stuck in <laughs> my head. It makes sense. Cleanse what offends. Cleanse what offends. So she's had the program on Make Your Day Count where she's talked about the main body of this message. So if you've missed that, you might want to run back to that and then come back here because this is just kind of little snippets and extras and even more detail than the program she's talked about. You can find it on your local cable provider or you can always go to oralroberts.com and check out week three, week which three. is technically detoxify, but cleanse what offends. That's offense. what's going to stick in your mind. <laughs> it is, I promise. So times. But tell us about that. We've talked about cleanse what offends and we talked about the details, but tell us how do we do that? How do we apply that? So you can cleanse spirit, soul, and body. And cleanse simply means take out the toxins. And if we take out the toxins, many people know how, what it, what it means to be, uh, to cleanse, you know, detoxify. Say you're allergic to something and you have to cleanse it out. You have to drink a lot of water to flush it out, so to speak. You know, many people may be, um, I happen to be one that if I get in certain environmental um, chemical smells or something like that, especially if I'm around like diesel fuel or something like that, what I do for that is once that starts, I have to drink a lot of water and kind of flush that out of my system. Okay, so we understand that in the physical, but when we think about it in the soul and in the spirit, your grandfather used to talk about a train and he would call it, you know, of course the, there's the engine and then there's the cars and then there's the caboose. And it's like spirit, that's the leader, that's the engine, that's what drives you. Then you have the, 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 tr the cars and those cars kind of transport a lot of stuff and then that transportation stuff is held up by the last car in the group called the caboose, which follows along after everybody else. It almost like it doesn't have a mind of its own. It just follows the leader. Well, we're supposed to have a spirit leader and that is God, Father God through his son, Jesus Christ. Then we take that Jordan and we put it, what we get in spirit, we worship God in spirit and in truth. And when we do that, that is to filtrate our mind, our will and our emotions. That's your soul realm. So if you got it in the spirit, and it comes down to the next stage, mm -hmm. and that's the soul, your mind, will, and emotions. The last part holding up the end of the train is your physical body. Jordan, if you're stressed, if you're upset, if you're, uh, it's gonna land in your body somewhere. Sure. If I go through um, environmental toxins like diesel, I don't just say, wow, that was an environmental toxin in my mind, my will, or my emotions. What happens is it eventually lands in my body and I get a headache. I believe that one of the most important things we can do is detoxify, starting with the spirit, get our relationship right with God, obey his commandments, do what his word tells us to do. And if we do what his word tells us to do and we get our, you know, we worship God in spirit and truth. If we get the spirit of what God is telling us, if we get the spirit of what the Bible teaches us, if we get that right, then our mind, will, and emotions are going to follow suit, and then our physical body will also follow suit, and it'll be like this smooth running train. But if you get out of whack spiritually, it will affect you in your soul realm, and your body will carry it out. And to me, one of the most overlooked offenders that messes with our relationship with God and absolutely messes with our mind, our will, and our emotions and can possibly land in the body, and I have a little science to prove that, 
is bitterness. When we get into bitterness, unforgiveness, it doesn't mean that you release the person and say, oh, what you did is peachy. I was trying to forgive somebody and honestly couldn't, I just couldn't get there. And the Lord said what they did was despicable. That's the word the Lord used. But he said, you have to release them. I'll handle the act if you'll take care of releasing them. I had a hard time doing that. How do you do that? And the Lord took me to one scripture, real simple. He took me to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things, not in my own strength, not even with my own will, and not because I want to, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. And that's the, that's the truth for so many things that we are not capable of doing ourselves. And, and even some of the other things to cleanse are things that may not be possible physically for you in this moment. And forgiveness sometimes takes a while. Sometimes it's a rough one. It's a process. Sometimes it is instantaneous, and that's great. But I know that there have been certain instances, at least for me, that as much as I want to, and I desperately do want to forgive them, if only so that I can release it. Sometimes you just can't get over it that fast, but it's something that you have to do. And, and with the supernatural strength that we are given, we can do that even when physically sometimes it's a pain. I heard a lady say something to me the other day and I, I'm telling you like, you know the Bible says your spirit man will bear witness with it. It's like my spirit man leaped. She said, you know when you fast, you feel like you're, you're losing something. You take something away in a fast, which was correct. And she said, but when you remove something in a fast, you're supposed to replace it like with spiritual things, like hearing from God and getting closer to God. Right. I thought that made sense. She said, listen, when it comes to something like bitterness, <laughs> it's not that easy. So she said, instead of fasting, she said, I call it tithing. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I'm tithing it. I'm giving it to God. She said, you give God your 10%. You give God your prayers. You give God your offerings. Why don't you give God your bitterness and say, God, I give this to you? Because when you tithe, your brain and scriptural tells you that you're to have something in return. Give and it shall be given unto you. Mm -hmm. If I give God my bitterness and I release it and say, I trust you enough that as I release this from me and act as though the act never happened and release the person, I believe he'll give back to me. And what will he give me? Oh, things like love, peace, joy, freedom. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, peace I don't know of something mind. better than being bitter. Yeah, that's the truth. Get out of the bitter barn and go play in the hay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's like ridiculous. You can sit there and you can whine and gripe about it, even if it's just. And that's that's sometimes the hardest part, I think, at least for me to get over sometimes, is that my bitterness might actually be justified. My offense mm. might be justified. And that's I may scary. be right in mm. the fact that my feelings are valid and given the situation, I have every right to be angry or bitter or upset. But who is that helping? Yeah. It's not helping me. I mean, does that, God. does that make the act go away just because I'm bitter about it? Well, no. Does mm -hmm. it make the other person feel bad? They probably don't even know I'm upset they about may it never half feel the time. Bad. They may never feel bad about it. Even if they know about it, they still may not feel bad about it. So who, who, who is it helping? It's helping no one. There's a scripture that says when you are bitter like that, the bitterness, you become embedded in sin. Sometimes I think bitterness is my choice, but I don't necessarily think about it as my sin. Like, they're the sinners. Yeah. Hello. Yes, their despicable act may have been sin, but I compounded that fracture by adding bitterness from my heart. 
And the Bible says examine your heart. And if I were to examine my heart, truth be told, I can tell you I have, I have piled some bitterness in there that I never even want to ever remember because it was horrible because what had happened to me was horrible. Okie dokie. But it doesn't give God the opportunity to be God. If I've gotten this much space in my heart and I fill it full of bitterness, then I've got no space left for God to come into my heart. And then I'm stumped because I got a lot of bitterness. Well, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart comes pouring out. Guess what would come pouring out of my mouth? That bitterness. It was, the, as they say, a bitter pill. Oh, yeah, and I was taking the whole bottle, right? So for me, I had to see that I could give that to God and trust that if the person never changed and I never heard an apology, didn't matter for me to be obedient to the word of God and to cleanse myself from sin. When you forgive, when you stand praying, forgive so that your Father in heaven can forgive you your trespasses. I either had to forgive or I had to walk in perfection for the rest of my life. <laughs> Because in order for me to hold bitterness, it also holds my sins to me. But the minute I forgive, my Father in heaven forgives me. And therefore, if I goof up, I get to say, Father, forgive me. And he will. But if I won't forgive them, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you of your trespasses. That is not only there in, that's, um, in Mark 11, around 24, 25, but it's also in the Lord's Prayer where it says, And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who who trespass against us. If I don't forgive those trespassing against me, I'm toast because then my father can't forgive me. So how do we cleanse what offends? How do we detoxify? Jordan, forgive. it all goes back to just say, even if I asked the Lord if this was okay and he said, it is only this time. He, I said, can I just start with giving you lip service? He said, yep. Lord, I forgive him. Did I mean it? No. Lord, I forgive him. Did I really? No. But I started. I said, by faith, I'm going to use these words. Lord, I forgive them. And then I can forgive them through you. God said to me, do you believe Christ can forgive them? I'm like, yeah, that's a whole lot easier. He said, well, then can you do it through Christ? And I was like, don't go all scriptural on me. Now I have to say yes. So I handed it to Christ who can forgive. And then I can do all things by floating through on his coattails. He forgave them. And I could hold on to that forgiveness and slide in on his coattails until it became genuine forgiveness for me. And sometimes that's the way it is. Some things are harder to forgive, even if we're supposed to, even if it's only hurting us, even if you know you have to do it or you won't be forgiven, it's still hard to do sometimes, mm -hmm. but you have to. And if that isn't instantaneous, like sometimes, at least for me, I know it's not instantaneous, even though I, I swear I want it to be, I want to be, forgiving but I just can't let it go so start small use lip service mm -hmm. say you forgive them say I let it go say God I hand it to you as an a tithe as yeah. part of the forgiveness that I'm wanting for myself so I'm handing it to you even though I'm still a little bit mad about it but I'm trying not to be and as you continue to confess that and you continue to walk in that forgiveness I think you'll feel a difference in how you feel about it yourself and how you start to feel, well, I am kind of letting it go. It's not as big of a deal today as truth. it was yesterday. It is, I'm Jordan. I'm not as mad about it as I was the other day when I thought about it. And you start to actually feel the forgiveness moving in you and the bitterness letting go. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says it, it's really interesting because when the Bible talks about it and the Bible tells us to do that, I have learned, it, it says, bless, the, bless those who um, speak all manner of evil against you you bless them, you know, and despitefully use you and speak all manner of evil. That's a rough one 
So what I learned to do, and I learned to actually study that one out, and I thought, why should I bless you? Mean like give you a new car? No, that's not at all what it means. I, I'm glad I studied it out because otherwise I'd have missed it. When you bless someone, you bless him, bless her, knowing that God himself will reveal himself to him. Now, if they choose not to take it or ignore it, that's their problem. But what I bless people with is saying, Lord, reveal yourself to them. Because if he reveals to the, himself to them, they could see, oh, my goodness, I was completely wrong. Or I don't care. But at least I give them that opportunity. Lord, I ask you to reveal yourself. I bless them by revealing yourself to them and give them an opportunity to change. Not send them to, you know, eternal place with the devil. I don't do that. But Lord, instead, I'm asking you to reveal yourself to them so they have this opportunity to see you in your glory. And maybe that will reveal change to them. If it doesn't, then that's not my problem. But at least I did my part. Yeah. And by saying it, even if it's lip service, start somewhere and give God something to work with. To work with. And if you, if you put that in your heart and you ask him to help you forgive when sometimes the situation may not warrant forgiveness on their part because what they did was terrible. And the thing doesn't stop being terrible, but whether it was terrible or not, holding on to bitterness isn't helping anybody. Let it's like it drinking poison and expecting the other guy to die. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's just, that's insanity, that's stupid. Of course, if you drink it, it's gonna hurt you. And, and that's exactly what you're doing, drinking the bitterness for yourself. It isn't hurting the other guy, it doesn't make the thing less offensive. You're just hurting yourself, so let it go. That's the bottom line. You gotta bottom let it go. Line. Cleanse what offends, Cleanse Jordan. What offends. Cleanse what offends. Let it go. Thanks You're going to remember that forever. I know, it's stuck in my head. I think about it sometimes when I'm like, what am I thinking of? Cleanse with offense. Mom, dang it. It's going to be stuck I'm in your so head proud. too. Cleanse with offense. Let it go. Thank you so for proud. tuning in today. After this, you're going to have to forgive us for getting the cleanse with offense stuck in your head, and I'm going to have to forgive her for doing it I'm to me. I'm proud. Send this to someone who may need to work on their own forgiveness or bitterness, or if something's happened to someone you know that maybe they don't even see that they need to forgive or that they're a little bit bitter about it, hopefully this will be an opportunity for God to move on their heart. Thanks for tuning in. Don't miss the rest of the 10 weeks of Purpose, Passion, and Prosperity. Better, Better you. you. So tune in to Make Your Day Count to watch those, or you can always check them out at oralroberts.com. See you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It's not too late to start Lindsay's series. Just go to our YouTube channel, Richard Roberts ORM, and click on Playlists for the Make Your Day Count program. And you can also click on the link in the description for a free PDF download of this week's Better You show notes. It's the Better You. 10 weeks to finding purpose, passion, and prosperity. Don't miss it.